Thank you and welcome. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Uh, And Linda is the CEO of uh, BBB Western Ontario. Ask BBB is a program that gives consumers information from businesses they can trust. And today on Ask BBB, we're going to plunge into that pool. Tips on installing and maintaining your backyard pool or spa. Better Business Bureau provides information about businesses, but we also have information on charities. The Better Business Bureau Charity Review evaluates charities according to 20 Better Business Bureau standards for charity accountability. The Mission Services of London has the BBB Charity Seal, and Executive Director Peter Rosalek will join us this morning a little later to talk about the work that they do in our community. And Ashley Castleman, Communications Manager with BBB Western Ontario, will have tips on buying tickets this summer for festivals and more. Right now, let's welcome our first guest on Ask BBB, Jason Jackson, President of Jackson Pools. Good morning, Jason, and welcome to the program. Good morning, Jim. Thank you for having me. It might be a bit early to jump into the pool, but it's not too early to plan its opening or arrange to have one installed. So, um, uh, Jason... Welcome to the program. Is is uh, is it time? It's definitely time. Uh, Any time now is a great time to open your pool. We've been opening pools now for two to three weeks, and uh, we'll have most of them wrapped up by the end of May. But but now's a good time, and you really want to get them open before the weather changes and uh, the water starts to warm up. Because what happens then is algae starts to be created in the water once the uh, weather has started to warm up. Hmm. Is it ever too early then? It's never too early. No, no. I've heard of some people that actually keep their pools open all winter. Uh, As long as you keep that pump running and uh, if you were to keep it open all winter, you'd want to keep a little bit of heat on it. But in the springtime, as long as you keep that pump running, if we have some below freezing temperatures, uh, you will be fine. Now, is that part of the cost? Is that something that people don't consider when they install a pool, the ongoing cost of maintaining it? I think it's become um, uh, more top of mind with people now as the cost of hydro starts to go up. I start to get that question a lot more now. Um, What what is my operating cost going to be monthly? So definitely more people are thinking about it. Uh, So is the industry as we've come up with variable speed pumps, uh, salt water generators to keep your chemical costs down and your hydro costs down. So it's definitely uh, top of mind among consumers. And will that cost vary with the type of pool then? It does vary with the cost, uh, I'm sorry, with the type of pool, with the size of the pool um, and some of the additions that you add on to it. Uh, Certainly swim jets would add an extra cost to maintaining a pool. Um, Cartridge filters are popular now, which decreases the cost as you're not wasting water and chemicals uh, as often as you would be with a sand filter. So if we're thinking about installing a pool, how involved is it to get a quote? Um, And where do we start? Well, you would start by giving us a call. Um, We really like to come out to have a look at the property, see what type of pool best suits the property, um, as well as limiting factors such as access to your backyard or slopes. But it's a real simple process. We'll come out, have a look, and in most cases, we can give you some pricing and some ideas uh, on the spot. When we get a quote, we usually get more than more than one quote on things that we're going to uh, have done. How do we compare those quotes, Jason, uh, when it comes to a pool? Uh, are we always comparing apples to apples? No, Jim, and I think that's important. Uh, different companies quote p- pools differently. Some will have a package that includes uh, 
A, B, C, and D. Others will have your base package and then include uh, A, B, C, and D as, as uh, options. Um, so it's very important to make sure that you are um, comparing apples with apples and, and, and ask, ask the right questions. What are some of the most important questions to ask then? Well, uh, uh, I would say, for one, how long have you been in business? I think that's uh, very important. Um, are you a member of the BBB? Again, I uh, we've been a member for uh, many, many, many years, and I believe it's an important uh, tool for consumers to use when they are trying to make that decision. Um, and then, yeah, I think there's a real comfort level in getting to know your customer and your contractor, and do you feel comf- comfortable um, with the person as we're going to have a relationship for uh, as long as you own that pool. Mm. Uh, if we decide we're going to have a pool built, how much time should we allow? Uh, <laughs> is it going to take it? Are we going to have it be useful uh, before the summer's over? Um, we would not be able to do that if you were to contact me right away. This is a, a big decision. Um, in, in a lot of cases, it can be a very expensive decision. It's something that you want to build to suit your lifestyle and your backyard. And uh, I would like – I usually like to see customers take upwards of six to eight weeks to make the decision to uh, get the quotations back, to get the designs made, to ask the appropriate questions and then feel comfortable. In most cases as well, there's financing that has to be settled. So to take some of the stress off and the burden, I think it's, uh, again, a process that should – Take place over approximately six weeks before you make that decision after your first consultation. So do you help us decide what type of pool is appropriate for our yard? I think we're probably seeing pictures in magazines and in other people's yards. How do we uh, work through that process to decide what's the best for our uh, backyard and our space? Yeah, that's a great question and we get it all the time. And um, one of the most popular questions I get is, geez, I, I don't even think that we can put a pool in my backyard. Hmm. Well, that that is never the case. We can put a pool in any backyard. It might be six feet by 10 feet long, but uh, we can put a pool into any backyard. It's whether or not that that type of pool is going to be conducive to what you want to use it for. Can you start out with a, a pool and then uh, expand the landscaping and all the things around it to when when you're budgeting for something like this, if you want to go whole hog, you see that dream that Linda just talked about, but maybe you can't do that right away. Can you do things in progression? Absolutely. It just has to be planned out properly. Uh, we're working on a project now where they want a cabana, but they don't think they want it right now. So we're going to have a pad there and the space available. And they also believe they want a water feature on an, on the other side of the pool. So we're going to have all the plumbing in place. So what's best is to have your grandiose idea um, in your head and on paper, and, and then that way we can make sure all the pieces are in place for it to take place at a, at a later date. It's just something that you don't want to add those things later and say, geez, I wish I had have done this or uh, run a gas line over there. So it's, it definitely has to be planned now, but yes, you can do it in multiple stages. So if we want a pool, we want to make that plan over the next uh, – year or so. And if we're going to open the pool, I guess we better make that call pretty soon. Yeah, it's never too never too early to make that call. Well, thank you very much for joining us this morning, uh, Jason. And uh, I guess we want to wish you a great summer. Well, thank you. <laughs> Jason Jackson is president of J. Jackson Pools, Inc. And we thank him for his time and for your expertise, uh, Jason, and being here. Well, thank you for having me. And when we return, we'll learn uh, how there's always an open door at Mission Services. 
when we're joined by Executive Director Peter Rosalick. <clears throat> Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO and President of BBB Western Ontario. Did you know Better Business Bureau also reviews charities and nonprofits? We evaluate charities on 20 standards for charity accountability that looks at governance, financials, fundraising, effectiveness, and more. And right now, we welcome Peter Rosalek, who is the Executive Director of Mission Services to Ask BBB. Mission Services holds the BBB Charity Seal and is a BBB-accredited charity. Welcome, Peter. Thanks, Jim. Good to be here. And hello, too, Linda. Hi. Uh, before we talk about charity accreditation process, Peter, as someone who has recently come to work in London, Mission Services is new to me. Perhaps you could give me and our listeners the elevator speech of what Mission Services does. Sure. Well, we've been actually in London since 1951. And what we do, uh, I'd like to characterize it as we respond to people experiencing need, we affirm human dignity, and we inspire hope. And the way we do that, how we do that, is through one of our five branches. So we run a men's emergency shelter, uh, a women's or a family emergency shelter, uh, an addiction rehabilitation program, community mental health program, and we operate a thrift store. Are people aware of all those branches? Or uh, If I were to guess, um, probably not. So I think I'd be the poster child for, for uh, our PR. I, when I first started at Mission Services about six and a half years ago, I wasn't aware of, of everything we did. And I grew up in London. So we still have a lot of um, good promotional activity to do. Well, you certainly got a little bit of press uh, in this past week, Peter. Mission Services was in the news. You announced that you're now a living wage employer. Uh, so what does that mean? And, and what were some of the considerations you and the the board of directors had to take into account when you made this uh, commitment. Yeah, so that's uh, really exciting stuff for us. What it means uh, briefly is that all of our employees will be paid uh, a minimum of $15.53 uh, per hour. So that's our full-time, part-time, casual relief, and even our students. So we'll hire some students this summer through the Canada um, Summer Jobs Program, and we will top up whatever it is that they get from the from the federal government to fifteen fifty three. Um, how we got there, we've been thinking about that for a while, um, and really it's a, it was a values decision. We felt that uh, because we as an organization are dealing with poverty and, and helping people, um, we needed to really help our own employees first. So it, 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 was, a, um, it was a values decision for us to be consistent um, with our values of compassion, hope, integrity, and diligence, consistent with the way we, we – uh, treat our, our clients and the people who come to us. We need to do, uh, treat our employees that way as well. So that'll bring up the question for a lot of people. How is Mission Services funded? Um, uh, how are you going to keep up with, uh, with this? That's quite an increase. Um, so that's a, a, good, a good question, how we're going to keep up with that. Uh, but your first question, how we're funded. Yeah. Um, so we get government funding and we also get donations too. So uh, when you take a look at our most recent audited financial statements, our government funding is about 55 percent mm -hmm. of our budget and the rest we uh, raise through donations and our fall banquet uh, and our thrift store is a social enterprise and we're really um, keying it on that to, to start raising some money as well um, and put it back into the programs that, that we have. So we moved into a new location last June 
uh, corner of York and Rectory, if I can put in a plug <laughs> for the thrift store across from the Western Fair. Uh, and we're really excited about that. So again, 55% from government and, and 45% we raise. So you've mentioned the thrift store. So what are some of the other programs that help people in need? Um, as I mentioned, the, the men's mission uh, is an emergency shelter for men. Uh, we also have, uh, so that there's 111 beds uh, in the men's mission for the emergency shelter side. We also have 35 transitional beds in that building as well. Um, Roth Home is on Stanley Street. It's a family shelter. There are 20 rooms um, for single-parent family, dual-parent family, male-led, female-led. It, it, you know, families come in different shapes and sizes, and we're there to help in, in crisis and emergencies. It's not a violence against women shelter. It is a, a shelter uh, for people who are um, um, have lost their, their home and, and um, you know, are transitioning. Um, we have some interesting uh, programs there that we're doing at, at Roth Home, innovative programs, I think, in terms of shelter diversion. Um, we have uh, housing selection workers and housing stability workers. So if a family uh, will allow us, we will follow them out of shelter as well uh, to make sure that they get integrated into the community. Our addiction uh, rehab program is a four-month residential program. Uh, Quentin Warner House. Uh, we also, after after a person graduates from that program, they can stay for another eight months in one of the annexes. Uh, and we have community mental health programs. It has four programs built into that, but I think we're running out of time on that. So um, we do a lot of stuff. Great. Um, we're pretty pleased that you're uh, a BBB accredited charity. Uh, what does that mean to mission services? So me as a as a consumer before uh, that's something that I'd look at when I was you know leafing through the phone book or going through ads and and seeing uh, uh, if a person had the the seal um, you know the Council of Better Business Bureau um, tagline is uh, start with trust so that for me was really important as a consumer um, and so us as a charity uh, that was important too because I think the the Better Business Bureau logo says something it means something to uh, to people, so we really value um, we value that seal. So really, um, making the decision to go that extra step and look for the seal was just something that integrated with uh, your whole philosophy. Uh, yes, one of our values is uh, is integrity uh, and and diligence. So certainly, when donors are looking at places to uh, to contribute, we want to to do everything we can to to help assure them um, that we follow our values and. And thank you for your time this morning. Oh, you're very welcome. Peter Rosalek is the uh, Executive Director of Mission Services. Uh, Mission Services of London, as we've learned, uh, is more than just the men's mission. It uh, extends into a number of other areas. Thanks again, Peter. And when we return, we're going to talk about summer festivals with Ashley Castleman. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Linda Smith. And I'm Jim Swan. And we welcome Ashley Castleman, Communications Manager at BBB Western Ontario. Good morning, Ashley. Good morning. When guests arrived at Fire Festival in the Bahamas this past Thursday, they were surprised to find an angry crowd instead of a luxury music festival. Unfortunately, Fire isn't the only festival that has not lived up to its promises. And uh, Ashley's topic today is to give us tips on avoiding ticket scams. Uh, Ashley, uh, when you see things like the Fire Festival in the media, uh, the hype didn't live up to the promise. Uh, but in some cases, it's not just not living up to the expectations. Uh, 
Sometimes they don't even exist, eh? Uh, correct. Um, in the case of a fire festival, the organizers um, didn't mean to let down the attendees. It could have just been due to poor planning and poor execution of the festival. Uh, but what we tend to get is more uh, complaints on actual ticket scams where the event doesn't exist. Uh, so when you're looking to attend a big event, whether it's a festival, sporting event, uh, you're going to want to make sure you're buying tickets to an actual event and that it's going to go on as promised. What 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 happens? How do these um, uh, things come up? Uh, what happens often is you see a social media post or online ad for a great deal on tickets to a summer festival. Uh, the festival varies. It can be music ex- ex- extravaganza, um, all-you-can-eat crab fest, or a barbecue craft beer festival. There's uh, so many of them. Uh, you go to click the link. It takes you to a flashy website with fantastic, fantastic pictures. You enter your credit card information to buy tickets, and you're all set. So what should we do before we click purchase? Uh, well, across North America, we've won reports of fake festivals or festivals that promise way more than they deliver. Uh, victims purchase tickets and show up at the time and location, only to find um, maybe the event isn't being put on. So the best thing to do is do your research before purchasing. Um, search online of, for the name of the festival. Make sure the name of the advertise matches the name of the website. Um, scammers often use similar names of uh, legitimate festivals to trick you into uh, putting your credit card information in. Um, as always, you can check bbb.org and BBB Scam Tracker to see if reports have been filed about the event. Okay, so how can we verify uh this contact information, Ashley? Um, You're going to want to be sure the festival website has a phone number, physical address, an email address. Um, You're going to want to be wary of sites that make it hard to reach somebody, um, such as those uh, that rely on contact form only instead of uh, email address uh, phone numbers available on it. So if I see a really good deal for a ticket, should I go ahead and grab it? No, you should not. Uh, you should watch out for prices that are good, too good to be true. Um, there's no way a festival can offer tickets at extremely low prices without losing money. Um, if the prices are much lower than elsewhere, it's most likely a scam. So what about festivals that claim top acts? Um, should we be wary of those? That is also something else you should watch out for. Um, if it's a local festival or a new festival, you might want to be a little wary about it. Uh, larger ones like uh, Coachella, Oshega, uh, they're well-established music festivals and they get large music acts. Um, if you see a new festival or event pop up, do a little online um, sleuthing. Uh, see if the claims add up. You can check um, the artist online to see if they're actually touring at that time too. They'll obviously list Hmm. that uh, festival on their site. So what can we do to protect ourselves? If you're buying tickets online, always pay with a credit card. You could dispute the charges if the business doesn't come through. Uh, Also be wary of online sellers that don't accept credit cards. Okay. What should we be looking for then when we look at the website itself? You said they're flashy and all the rest. Yes. Uh, Look for secure websites. Uh, the website should begin with HTTPS. Mm. The extra S is for secure and have a little lock symbol in the address bar. Also avoid uh, tickets sold on Craigslist or Kijiji or other free online listings. Uh, scammers are very skilled at providing realistic tickets and fake receipts. You can uh, check out third-party ticket sites uh, on our website, bbb.org, uh, before making a purchase. So what should we do if we are the victim of a scam? 
Uh, first thing, contact your local police. Um, they can investigate and hopefully um, find the individual to charge them with fraud. Uh, you can also report the scam on BBB's Scam Tracker, which is an online tool where we uh, track and report scams in your area. Uh, you can find that at bbb.org slash scam tracker. I guess we want to ask BBB. Yes, you do. <laughs> Ashley, once again, thanks for giving us some great tips uh, so that we can have some fun this summer without uh, – uh, without being scammed. Yes, that's Great. always the hope. Well, thanks, Ashley. And we also want to say thanks to our other guests uh, this morning, Jason Jackson of Jackson Pools and to Peter Rosaluck of Mission Services. And if you want to know more about Mission Services, you might just go to their website at missionservices.ca. Um, remember, you can always ask BBB. Visit the website at bbb.org. Contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBBWesternONT. And if you have a question or a guest suggestion, tweet us at hashtag AskBBB. Thanks to our program producer and our guest, Ashley Castleman, BBB Western Ontario's Communications Manager. So until next time, I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Remember, Ask BBB. And start with trust. <laughs>